What an engaging and inspiring conversation with Rocco from our last podcast. And if you haven't listened to that, I'll suggest that you go and listen to that first before you listen to this episode. Today, I wanted to discuss more about what it is to sit in discomfort, which is what uh, Rocco raised with us, and to get to that resilient point. And what does it mean to sit in discomfort? Uh, Recently, I've um, actually done just that. I came to a point where I got to the bottom of the pit. I've had lots of uh, trauma memories and triggers come back recently that was been pretty horrific and and pretty and I was I was really to be honest with you, I was running away from them. I was numbing my pain and the affliction that I felt within myself and uh, like most Aussies, we do that well with alcohol, which I did. Um, and I got right down to the bottom of the pit and ready to again take my life. With all the things that are going on that I am creating for myself, I, you know, I, that, that was good and strong and something I could grab onto, but it wasn't enough in that time. And it was actually, again, I find any time I get to a point of suicidal, I have someone reach out to me at the very point I needed. And this night, um, a couple of weeks ago, it was exactly that same point. At that time where I was about to take that end product, then wham, um, message comes in from a friend spoke into my heart, spoke friendship, spoke love, spoke everything that I needed in that minute. And when you live alone, that's something that I think is a really, it's a connection point. It's really important. And so it, we have a choice always in any of our thoughts for how dark and deep they get. Um, but any time that we have a choice and at that choice I chose to go hey I'm loved hey I'm I've got amazing friends hey I've got all these things that I have created meaning of these the publication and the podcast that have helped me to contribute back into society after being off work for so long and unable to continue with my career having lost everything I came to that point going, oh, I've got to do better. And and it came to me in that moment, that conversation that Rocco and I had and what he was saying about discomfort. And I thought, yeah, I've got to get back to the basics here. I've got to stop numbing. I've got to stop drowning myself in alcohol at night. I've got to stop, um, not stop. The emotions I am feeling because I realized at that moment, well, the next day, that when we change, when we numb or we do not do what the emotion is asking us to do, that is to sit in that discomfort, we actually are changing that emotion. So when we feel really sad or depressed and we just need to cry, Actually, not crying 
is changing that emotion because that is what sadness is asking our body is asking us to express sadness and sadness or grief mourning all those things that we need to do is a, is our body is saying let 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 me go i need to come out i need to cry and how many of us actually pull back those tears and go no 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 i'm I'm, I'm not crying we then change that emotion and numbness is an emotion so we could change that to being numb we can change it to a worse emotion it could go eventually into anger and then anger is an energy so if we don't get rid of anger in a positive energetic way like if we could run which I can't anymore or box or do something to get that energy out of us and to express that in a healthy way, the anger, then we will then again change that emotion of anger to something else. And so it's really important to be able to sit in that discomfort. And so a few days after that, I, I, I was so depressed. I, I, was, I sat in depression for two days. Every hour I felt like crying and I allowed myself just to cry. I didn't judge the emotion I was feeling. I didn't judge myself in that moment. I didn't try to change it. I just allowed it to be what it needed to be. And it went away a lot quicker than normally. If I numbed it or changed that emotion, then you know, squash and regress all the things that are going on in our lives and why all these triggers and memories and everything are coming up. And if I'm like pushing them down, they're going to come back up more with a burst, aren't they? Yes, because I've experienced that many times. But if we just sit in that motion, not judge it or change it and just be in it. Oh man, yes, it is just comfortable. It is terrible. But it is worth it because on the other side of that, when we sit in discomfort and we endure, we endure whatever it takes us to endure with, that leads to conquering and that leads to gaining resilience. And that is so important. And the more that we uh, strengthen our resilience, the more we get to the next time um, it's not so bad. We have more strength and resilience to pull us through and our conquering will come sooner. Our enduring will be less. And that's what I find time and time again after the traumas that I went through in childhood and teenage years and then in the amount of achievement that I did in the next 20 years and then when I had adult trauma later on in life and now and having dealt with that over the last five years it's that's the same pattern that I've been seeing so sitting in discomfort gains our path to resilience and one of the things you know where do you go from there <laughs> when you have sat through the emotion okay I've sat through it I've endured a uh, uh, conquering may be off somewhere at that point I asked my intuition a very important question and I think this is key to 
um, getting to that path of resilience. If we be more self-aware, if we listen to what our body and what our mind and what our spirit, our soul is saying to us. So our intuition is linked to all of this. And so if we at that point ask our intuition, what do we need? Rather than guessing our way through or trying to find it out from other sources, we all go through different stories. We have all lived different lives. We are all unique. The question, that answer that will be, will be different for all of us. So for me, when I asked that question with a clear head and mind, having stopped drinking, I'm now on day, um, I'm now on day five of no alcohol and feeling fantastic and alive and liberated and I'm regaining my life back. But back before, before I started on that day one, so with a clear mind and wanting to know, yeah, what do I do next? So I asked my intuition, what do I need? And it quickly came back to me and said, within myself find all that is meaningful in your life what is important to you what is meaningful and so I I went with it I started to write a list of all the things that are meaningful for me and important in my life and I wrote down 14 things straight away and then I looked at those things and I thought gee I'm really not doing I haven't been really doing much of that I'm wondering what I have been doing so I wrote down all the things that I've spent my time on and a lot of them were time wasters like flicking through social media and uh, game apps and, and then there were destructive behaviours like drinking alcohol, like taking prescription drugs with it and just doing stupid things, driving a little bit too fast when I'm feeling angry and erratic rather than actually... Um, working out you know that was part of the numbing process and changing the emotion and so I was honest with myself and I looked at it and I went wow I've been like the last few weeks no wonder why I've been in such a bad state is that 95% of my time over the week is that I'm doing meaningless or destructive pattern stuff and the other 5% is that I've been just chucking in some meaningful things to me every now and then when I felt like it or when I felt I could, when I didn't feel like I was un, under a cloud, this dark cloud of all that I was going through. And then I set up a table of all the, putting all those meaningful 14 things into my purpose statement of my core values. What are my core values? What is my purpose and meaning in the world? And I had done that previously, but it wasn't enough. And so I needed to put that together. And I noticed that the connection between my core values and my purpose and meaning in life of what I'm doing and where I'm going and what's important to me and all this meaning in the, the meaningful activities I just wrote down, they all naturally fit into those things. And so I put that into a table and then I ticked them off for a week to see how I was changing. 
what I've seen in the pattern in the last five days is that I'm like, I've got zero destructive behavior, zero meaningless activities. And in fact, I can't even do that anymore. I have already named them. This is why naming is really important from the what I learned out of my doctorate in the popular education um, that Paulo Freire taught me is that naming something is so important. So when we name it, so I've named, say, the game apps and, you know, hours on homescapes and fishdom, um, which you can spend hours on because they try to make you stay there, and uh, flicking through social media, which is creating this disconnection in our head that we all, Rocco and I also talked about. Those things particularly, I just... Like now that I've named it, I go, I go there and I go, I, I can't do this. I, I stay like five minutes. And so this, my intuition knew this. It just had to be brought out of my subconscious thinking out into the open so that I can start living because I wasn't living before. I was drowning myself. I was drowning my sorrows, drowning my memories, drowning all the things that I was being consumed over. And then I was making it worse because I was consuming myself in numbing the whole thing and not dealing with anything. So sitting in the discomfort, enduring through it, asking your intuition, what do I need now? What is my next step? Because the answers are within you. And then, you know, I'm not, I'm gaining resilience every day that I do this. I'm gaining it. I'm gaining the strength. And I'm feeling free. I'm feeling liberated and I have. I'm walking taller. I've lost some weight. I'm regaining my life back. And that is just being, I can be me now, regardless of my past, regardless of all the things that are coming up. I am who I am because of those things today. And I haven't arrived. I've got a long way to go. <laughs> Day five. That's not much. Hasn't even been a week. But it's worth a start. This is Living Well, Mel. From Living Well Talks. Thanks for listening.